MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100 to get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions do apply. We're also brought to you by our Mini Helmet Contest. The SGPN Mini Helmets are now in the store, and we're giving away one for free. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. Hello, Janarinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast. On the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 270, dedicated to Cage Titans, who are giving us something to talk about this week. Actually, we have another promotion running this week that we're going to talk about uh, on upcoming events, uh, upcoming episodes, excuse me. But uh, Cage Titans is what it's all about this week. So this goes out to you, Cage Titans, for wisely running events when the UFC is dark. So, um, And there, there's a little... Uh, foreshadowing to what we're going to be talking about today too i will be one of the hosts talking about it jeff chalks fox i don't know too much about cage well i i know a lot of background info on these fighters and cage titans but um i'm going to bring in an expert uh on the event who's actually in the same area that cage titans is running um i guess plymouth is kind of far from from him i think uh let's bring him in he, he can tell us all about massachusetts massachusetts i always like mispronouncing it mass um and uh, tell us about the geography and, and whatnot, and whether he's going to be going to the Plymouth Memorial Hall on Saturday. It's the Gumby God, Daniel Reeland. Hello. I will be at the Plymouth Memorial Hall. Oh, you are Hall going. Cool. On, on Saturday. Yeah. So I'll be there for this event, which doesn't have lines posted yet, but as always, I've, I can give you predicted ones that are usually pretty close. Um, but yeah, no, I, I've been to Cage Titans a few times. Uh, that arena is like, it's a, uh, arena is the wrong word. It's like a town hall. Um, but it is, like a really great spot to watch regional fights. Cause a lot of times in regional fights, like if you go to, you know, I think I've mentioned twin river casino has fights in the Northeast sometimes that I've been to. It, it's like really spaced out. There's usually like a big dead spot where there are no seats and people just congregate congregate and, you know, drink beer and talk while the fights are going on, which isn't a bad vibe if that's what you're going for. But this is like, everybody is packed like right on top of the cage. So it makes for a really cool environment. Um, so if you are, or within traveling distance of Plymouth, Massachusetts, uh, you, should, you should go see some local MMA because there are not only uh, a couple of former UFC fighters on this card, there's a couple of uh, contender series dudes, and there is one guy already booked for PFL Challenger Series in the spring. So it, it's got a lot of good stuff on it. I would argue you personally are not really within traveling distance of Plymouth. It's It's a bit of a trek, right? It's uh it's I think it's a little under a couple hours. Yeah. Um so I'm like an hour and 40 or something like that. So yeah, Massachusetts is long, guys. Uh if you, it is. it's it's all the way on the east and I'm all the way on the west. So See, I promised. I promised you he was going to give you geography on uh It's long. Mass. Yep. It's long. I there you go. Think I have been to Plymouth. I've been to Cape Cod. I don't know if we stopped in Plymouth though. There's really not a good reason to stop in Plymouth other than if That's you're going where the to Pilgrim Cape, stop though. If you're going to Cage <laughs> Titans, uh I, did I even Pilgrim stop there first. I did an interview with the guy who owns Cage Titans semi recently. Uh, if you want to go back, you can check that out on the uh, Top Turtle MMA podcast. He uh, he said 
we bring in fighters from all over the world, which is true. You guys are going to see a main event uh, or co-main event rather with a Brazilian dude in it. Um, although he trains in Connecticut now. Um, but like, you know, a whole bunch of different uh, nationalities. He's brought in guys from Alaska. And he said they always get real bummed out when they get to Plymouth Rock. And they're like, this is it, huh? <laughs> yep. Uh, it's it's not anything to see. It's a rock, dude. <laughs> I, I got a hot take too. Cape Cod overrated. Uh, it depends on when you go, I think, and where you're visiting. Like, if you go to the super touristy spots, you're 100% correct. It is overrated. And if you go during touristy season, again, overrated. But, like, if you go to just, like, the kind of off-the-beaten-path parts of Cape Cod and you go when it's, like, you know, not real super warm yet, it is very, like, very fun, small-townsy. So I, I like Cape Cod, but not touristy Cape Cod for sure. There you go. I think that's enough mass talk, don't you think? <laughs> I think that's plenty. <laughs> Gumby's got things to do. He's got to get out of here. All right. I got to tell you about WinBet before we jump into some picks for you here. WinBet is the official online sports book of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states, and there are tons of ways to play and win. Obviously, that's more important winning, including live betting and same game parlays. Plus, they have reduced juice on sides and totals for all bowl games the day of. I guess there's what only one bowl game left at this point. Or, uh, or some of the there, smaller there's a couple of them. Going. There's only there's only one that matters left. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's what I thought. All right, great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet bet eight hundred dollars, win eight hundred dollars. Limited to state availability. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com/winbet. So you know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com/wynnbet to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. Terms conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough embed is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Okay, get into this cage, Titans. I don't have to ask if Dan's been there or watched him before because he's told us all of that. So he's got all that covered. So this one, cage Titans 57 is going down this Saturday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Um, how do you watch this or can you watch this, Dan? They, they have like their, so they used to be part of a, uh, broadcasting system that I will no longer mention, uh, that you used to have a subscription service to, and do they owe you money or something, Dan? Uh, they don't owe me money, but I don't like to give them publicity because, uh, we, we parted ways on not so amicable terms, <laughs> <Okay>. uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, they are now. They also have left that same website and have decided to do their own thing, which is now you can just pay, I think it's like 15 bucks uh, and you just pay 15 bucks and they've got like, you know, on a, a Saturday night, if you're sitting at home looking for something to watch, they got like 20 fights if you watch it from start to finish. So uh, for 15 bucks, you're paying less than a buck a fight. So uh, yeah, it's it's pretty good. And Gummy's going to get you all that money back anyhow with his picks here. So uh, the Plymouth Memorial Hall, it's barely even a hall of dance as uh <laughs> Plymouth Mass in a cage. We have 14 MMA bouts and two Muay Thai bouts. Um, Gumby is giving us picks for five MMA fights. Uh, first one is actually is for the Cage Titans Flyweight Championship, but it's also an amateur fight. Is is you want to explain they, that for us? Yeah, so they have an amateur title and a pro title. This is okay. for their amateur title, and uh, it is between two people who both have uh their amateur title one of them was going to turn pro uh and was their champion in the meantime they fought for a interim belt as he was making his decision about turning pro 
Uh, and then with the guy who won, he wanted to fight him so bad. They both decided to stay amateur for one more fight, unify the titles. And then I believe both of them are turning pro immediately after. All right, there you go. So this five three-minute rounds um, for the Cage Titans, I guess, amateur flyweight championship. It, are lines for Cage Titans usually available at many sports books? I think, well, many sports books is tough because regional <laughs> MMA, re, regional yeah. MMA is is sort of hit or miss. If you have a sports book that covers regional MMA, you most likely get LFA all the time. You get Cage Warriors all the time. Uh, you get Bellator and Ryzen's and PFLs all the time. And then this one I would say is like just below the frequency you get LFA. So if your book has LFA and you usually bet LFA too, like you'll probably get this one too. Okay. All right. This, let's break down this fight. So it's between two champions um amateur champions we'll tell you about uh i didn't even tell you who's fighting yet did uh, nate russell versus tyler smith tyler butterknife smith it's smythe butterknife smythe, smythe. <laughs> yeah he does have an i uh sorry an e at the end of it so butterknife smythe oh that's even better because it kind of rhymes uh he is six and three one knockout four submissions he's been knocked out once submitted once two and one in cage titans this is all amateur stuff i'm telling you but doesn't really make a difference. Loss win, loss win over his last four fights. He did win his last fight via submission. He is a Cage Warriors champion and a former champion. He also has multiple regional championships on his mantle. He also is a Muay Thai practitioner or did pro Muay Thai. I believe he's 16 years younger than Russell because I think Russell's like 40 or right around there. Um, from from the news story I found on him, uh, Russell eight and two, four knockouts, three submissions. He's been submitted one time. One and one in the Cage Titans. He's won four of his last five. Won his last fight via knockout. What is the Cage Titans champion? Also, 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 multiple regional championships on his mantle. And I don't have much info on him. I, I dog it and found his age. He was like 39 a uh, year ago. So he should be 40 by now by my, my math. Don't have his height. Don't have his reach. Don't have, have any of that info. Don't have odds either, but Gumby will fill in some of those blanks. My understanding is he will be 40 in like three months. Um, So he's almost 40. You're right. He's 39. I I know of him only because I have trained in the same gym as uh, Nate Russell in the past. Um, So he is the actual champ, not the interim champ. Tyler Smythe is the interim champ. Okay. I'm going to say uh, if you you find lines for this, it is most likely going to be Nate Russell as a slight favorite um, because, first of all, he's – more experienced he's got a slightly better record he's you know like looked better in his past fights he's been talking about turning pro granted kind of late in his career but i think it's mostly just so he can say he turned pro um and uh he will probably be the favorite but i'm actually going to take Smythe here instead while man russell hits really hard for a flyweight like some of his knockouts are like absolutely spectacular um and some of his finishes are like of the tag and bag variety he has a fight that was really entertaining for like half of a round with a guy who wound up on contender series, Richie Santiago. Um, so he's like fought some like pretty high level dudes in his career, but Smythe, while he doesn't hit as hard is like a really talented wrestler. Um, I also think the youth is being on his side is good here because the, the losses he has taken have kind of just been like, he made mistakes and like, you know, his youth kind of shine through, but he seems to have learned from a lot of that. And now he's like leaning on that wrestling earlier. He's clearly putting in the time to make sure that his cardio is on track. Like he just looks really good. So I- I'm going to say, uh, I, I like Tyler Smythe here. I-, I think Tyler Smythe with the wrestling should be able to get it done, ground him out. And I'm guessing 
you're going to get them like plus 135. It'll be a close line because they're both champs, but like plus 135 if, if you can find it. Fantastic. All right, let's move up to the pros and up a weight class to Bantamweight. Cam Arnold, Will Smith, three five-minute rounds. Uh, Ill Will Smith is three and five. We don't get losing records very often on this podcast, but we're going to have a few. Oh, we're, we're going to get two. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, three and five with one knockout. He's been knocked out three times. Oh, one in cage Titans. He's lost four straight fights. So he was a three and one prospect at one point. All of his uh, last three losses have come via knockout or TKO. He's not won a fight since August 2019. Went 0-2 in Bellator. Two inches taller than Arnold. Arnold 2-0 with two knockouts. Both those fights were in cage Titans. He also was a pro boxer. And that's all the info I have on him. I don't have age. I don't have reach. Any of that stuff. Yeah, so what I would say on this is... First of all, if you if you watch regional MMA, it's important to know that like a lot of times it is very hard for them to find good fights for their like hot prospects. Um, and, and Cam Arnold is a hot prospect. One of the reasons I picked this fight off of the fight card is it's there's going to be a lot of hot prospects fighting guys who are uh, sort of below their talent level. Like if you look down on the card. There's a guy named Hassan Graham. He's a heavyweight. He's 1-0. He's fighting a dude who's 1-6. Hassan Graham has already been signed to PFL for their Challenger Series. He's 1-0. They know he's super talented. He's fighting a dude who's 1-6. Same with uh, Andrew Valdina. He's 1-0. He's fighting a guy who's 3-11. They just couldn't find him a fight. He's going to go in there and start him. I think Cam Arnold is going to beat Will Smith. But part of the reason I picked this fight is that, like you said, Will Smith has shown that he can be really good at times. And he's kind of just run into a really tough run of opponents here. You know, he fought in Bellator a couple of times. He fought for CES and he fought like touted prospects in a lot of those like Chris, uh, Chris Desonnell, pretty good dude. John Duma is a pretty good dude. And he fought John Donald to or Duma to a split decision. Um, and he fought Ashika Jim, who was just on uh, Contender Series as well. So. I think Cam Arnold's going to win here. I think Cam Arnold's going to pick up a big knockout, but I think this fight is a little bit more competitive. When you do find the line, it is going to be Cam Arnold, like negative 500 or negative 600. Um, but at the same time, like, I, I think if you were looking for like a uh, kind of a fun underdog, Will Smith shooting a whole bunch of takedowns and just avoiding the big bombs, it could happen. It probably won't happen, but it could happen. But it's probably, if we had to round this fight card out to uh, five exciting fights, that one is going to be closer than a lot of the other like mismatches here. Okay, so you're picking Arnold. What number do you think you're, we're going to get him at again? I'm going to say negative. Let's go negative 600. Negative 500 Ooh. is probably too generous. <laughs> All right, negative 600 it is. All right. You know what else is generous? Our friends over at Underdog Fantasy. Because we're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog, the season never ends. Right now, you can play their weekly Battle Royale games or even draft your playoff best ball team. They also have a ton of games, daily games, for NBA and NHL. Plus, when you use promo code SGPN at underdogfantasy.com, you get 100% deposit match up to 100 bucks. That's underdog fantasy promo code SGPN. All right, moving right along to which fight are we going to do next? Lightweights. Uh, yes, lightweights. Third from the top, Peter Barrett, Marcus Andrusia. Andrusia is 9 and 20. <laughs> I love it. Four, four <laughs> knockouts, four submissions. Uh, he's been knocked out five times, submitted nine times. All one in cage Titans. He's lost five straight fights. Uh, he's been finished in four straight of those. He's one in seven over his last eight fights. He used to fight at featherweight. Used to fight at welterweight. Used to fight at middleweight. Was a regional champ somehow with nine and 20. He did, does have a regional championship on his mantle. All one in Bellator. 
three inches of reach on Barrett. Slippery Pete Barrett. 13 and six, nine knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted three times. 11 and four in Cage Titans. He's won two straight fights, both via knockout slash TKO. Uh, however, he lost three straight leading up to that. He was 0 2 in the UFC, 1 0 in Contender Series. Used to fight at Featherweight, two years younger than Andrusia, five inches taller than him, despite being at a reach disadvantage. Yeah, so this is a this is another one of those kind of mismatches that happened only because uh, Slippery Pete wanted on this card and they couldn't find him an opponent that wasn't nine and twenty. Um, so he's going to be a massive favorite here, maybe even slightly bigger uh, than Cam Arnold. I said Cam Arnold negative six hundred. We'll say Slippery Pete negative seven fifty because he's fighting um, a guy who's equally as bad, but also perhaps uh, didn't have UFC experience and didn't win on Contender Series. I'm not sold on Slippery Pete all the time, but this is a great matchup for him. I also will say uh, Andrusia has a way of sticking his head into guillotines all the time. And while Slippery Pete likes to stand and bang, you're probably going to see him pick up a submission here. So, yeah, Slippery Pete's the pick. Massive favorite. Uh, not much more to say than that. And if you got a good book, get it at a uh, sub prop bet, right? Yeah, if you, if you do, that's kind of a – at least it's, it'll make it a little bit more fun, right? Like. Yep. Uh, cause he, he want definitely wants to go in there and trade hands, but, uh, Andrusia has a way of like shooting takedowns and doing something dumb and, and getting his neck caught. So maybe Pip Slippery Pete makes it interesting that way. All right. We got interesting title fights, uh, the rest of the way here, uh, two title fights at the top of the card to start with the cage Titans FC lightweight championship, five, five minute rounds, Joe Gianetti versus Saul Almeida, um, Almeida, the spider. 20 and 12, three knockouts, five submissions. He's been knocked out twice, submitted twice. This is his Cage Titans debut. He's only won one of his last five fights. He did get knocked out in his last fight. That was back in July of 2019. He's not won since October of 2018. Doesn't sound, it's not quite as bad considering he hasn't fought in over three years. Um, two and two in Bellator, one and two in World Series of Fighting. Used to fight at Featherweight, was a regional champ, inch of height, inch of reach over Giannetti. He also is a pro boxer or was a pro boxer and pro grappler. Giannetti, Skeletor, 13-4-1, five knockouts, seven submissions, never been finished in a fight, so he's quite durable. 13-1-1 in Cage Titans, so all of his wins have come in Cage Titans. He is the champ two times over, lightweight champ and welterweight champ. This one is at the lightweight uh, weight class. He's won four straight fights. He's not lost since October 2020. He went 0-1 in UFC, 2-0 on the Ultimate Fighter. Six years younger than Almeida. Go ahead. Why is Giannetti, why did you only get one kick of the can in the UFC? So he made it to the Ultimate Fighter finale. I don't know if you remember yep. this. Um, he, he looked unstoppable on the show, uh, submitting people left and right. I think he picked up a submission in like 30 seconds or something. It was like the fastest submission in tough history at the time. And then he went out in his his uh, tough finale fight, and I think he was trying to prove to Dana White that he wasn't just a grappler, that he could box too. And he just like low output styling, trying to like style on Mike Trezano boxing, and he lost a decision, rightfully. Like I didn't think he was winning anyway, but he made like no effort to do the things he was already great at, and it it turned out to be one of the most boring ultimate fighter finales I've ever seen. Like it's supposed to be two people right fighting for that title to be the ultimate fighter forever in the six figure contract, which is over like eight fights or whatever. Um, but like it, it's supposed to be that like big fight for them. And 
he didn't fight like it was like he fought like he was just trying to like show off in training that he did something new. Um, and he looked really bad doing it. And I think the UFC has sort of held a vendetta against him since then. Although he also has lost a bunch on the regional scene since then. Like if you look like some of his first fights outside of the UFC, he lost to Aaron McKenzie, who I know is kind of close to a UFC contract, but he also lost to guys like Dewan Owens. He was really losing quite badly to Connor Barry uh, in one of his first fights after that. He got one of the weirdest stoppages I've ever seen. He had the guy in like not a sunken triangle choke. It was kind of like loose and his head was just like almost about to squeak out. And he just played like the bongo drums on top of his head a couple of times and they gave him a stoppage, uh, which was just bizarre because Barry was going to win a decision there. And actually, that's why I'm going to go with Saul Almeida here, because Saul Almeida, uh, first of all, is a really talented grappler. Like, I think people sleep on how good of a grappler he is because his record has kind of looked bad. But you know, you mentioned, you know, his his record is is 20 and 12. Five of those losses are against UFC fighters, like people who have fought in the UFC and not just like any UFC fighters either. Like Rob Font is in there. Like he, he fought Rob Font uh, to decision. So like he, he has fought the highest, the high level competition and he fought some really good dudes in Bellator, too. I remember watching him fight Goatee Yamaguchi. So Almeida, the thing about Almeida is. His wrestling and grappling, I think, is enough to hang with Joe Gianetti. And Gianetti's striking has never looked amazing. And on top of that now, we've got Sal Almeida, who's taken a break to go practice his boxing, right? Like, he's just been professionally boxing for the last two or three years. So as long as his submission skills held up, which they have, that's his base, I think he should have a pretty easy time with, with Gianetti here. And I think he's going to be a pretty decent dog. I think we're going to see him at, like, probably like plus 185. Um, and, and, but I like, I, I think there's tons of value there on Salameda. Let me give you the dogs. He also gave me the title for this podcast there. TKO oh. bongo drums. Yeah, dude, I, you have, <laughs> I, I'm going to have to see if I can find the clip because it was when I was working for that aforementioned website. And uh, I used to have to like clip out things for social media. And I clipped out that clip and I was like, what do you like? The caption was like, what do you guys think of this stoppage? And in like, emphatically everybody was like what the hell uh and and i remember like gianetti and his team like sort of defended it and i'm like dude you can defend it if you want to but like everybody's outrage and reaction is right and he was clearly down like he might have been winning the third round because he got the triangle choke or was like near the triangle choke, but he was down the first two rounds so like he was going to lose a fight to connor barry who's like an unsung northeast hero but um like yeah like one of the worst stoppages i've ever seen bago drums there you go. Hopefully we don't have any of that on this event. Main event is the big boys, Cage Titans FC vacant heavyweight championship. Why is it vacant, Dan? because uh, it never it never existed until today. Oh, oh so yeah. this is the first heavyweight championship fight. Uh interesting. Jamel Jones versus Brendan Battles, five five minute rounds. I will tell you about Battles first, who has a very uh, apt last name. He doesn't even need a nickname with a name like Battles in MMA. He's three and one with three knockouts. And he himself has been knocked out once. So he's never gone the distance. 2-0 in Cage Titans. Uh, that's part of it. A two-fight winning streak for him. Uh, based on their last weigh-ins, he was 21 pounds heavier than Jones. Other than that, everything else with him is a mystery. His height, his age, his reach. Uh, he has not fought enough, and no one has posted those that info yet. Uh, <laughs> as for Jones, the beast, Jamal Jones. 13-8, eight, eight knockouts, three submissions. He's been knocked out five times, submitted once. This is his Cage Titans debut. He's got one and two over his last three. 
but four and two over his last six. That sounds a bunch be- much better. Uh, one his last fight via submission. One and two in PFL. Oh and one in Bellator. Oh and one in Contender Series. Oh and one in Tough. So he struggled when he's stepped up. Uh, however, he does have multiple reaches championships on his mantle, and he used to fight at light heavyweight. That's all I got for him. Go ahead. Yeah, so uh, Jamel Jones, you might remember he was on Contender Series. He fought Mike Rodriguez, Rodriguez with the flying knee. Uh, that's how he punched his way into the UFC. He shortly thereafter fought guys like William Knight. Uh, he was on the PFL uh, at heavyweight. He lost to Henan Faria and then uh, didn't get another fight. I think maybe because Faria hurt him so badly or it just didn't look like it was going to work out or whatever. Um, so I'm, I'm going to say, you know, like he's got a lot of potential. I'm a little bit worried about the size here for him because it, for those of you who have never seen uh, Brendan Battles, the dude is enormous. Uh, and I, I don't mean like that. The dude is like a chiseled dude. He owns his own construction company. This is information you won't get from any other promotion for me. He owns like a, a excavating company. And like he, he looks like the type of dude you see driving an excavator who has like, I don't want to call him old man muscles because he's I think he's probably younger than me. Um, but he like, he looks like he lifts heavy shit all day, uh, and then goes to MMA training afterwards. He's built like a freaking rock and he hits so hard. Um, and I think at the end, and and he also for the, for the record is a state champion wrestler too, um, back in high school. So yeah, maybe he's not got the, the credentials that you would see on a Jamel Jones and hasn't fought the guys like Jamel Jones, but this is a dude who, uh, you know, took a six year break from MMA, thought he didn't want to do it anymore, uh, and just came back and just blasted a couple of prospects uh, in his first couple of fights. And now he's got like a pretty decent name in front of him. I think he's trying to make a run to be like, I can be one of those five and one dudes on the contender series come the fall. Um, I really think he's going to have a huge advantage here over Jamel Jones in terms of his physicality. And really, I think he only has to touch Jamel Jones once to knock him out. So yeah, give me Brandon battles here. I have no idea what this line is going to look like. Cause I think battles has all the physical tools. Jones obviously has the name. I'm going to say it's a pickup negative negative one fifteen on both sides. All right. And you were going with, I'm going to go with battles. I, oh, I think right. he knocks him out. Yeah, I yeah. wasn't paying attention. I was reading that. Demir Ismagulov retired, so can't wait to see his next fight. Really? Yeah. That's kind of a childish move. Didn't he? Did he just lose to Armin Sakurian and he got like manhandled? Now he's got health issues, he says. So we'll uh, see. that makes sense. He's mi- like he, he missed like 72 straight fights, so that that make that tracks. Yep. <laughs> there you go. All right, so we will recap Gumby's picks to get you kicked off in the new year, hopefully on a winning foot. He's got battles in the main event to be the first champion of cage uh, heavyweight champion cage titans he's got almeida hopefully as an underdog sizable underdog hopefully a uh, slippery pete barrett as a probably sizable favorite um who else we got arnold as a sizable favorite and then hopefully as a slight underdog butter knife smythe in, <laughs> in the opener sound good yeah sounds good to me gummy will be there yelling and screaming um for his bets to come through so Hopefully you are yawning and screaming for your best to come through on our Discord. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Discord is the place to be there. Hang out with us. Uh, Twitter, SGPN MMA, or Jeff Fox Writer, or Gummy Vreeland. Actually, not or. And you should have all of those uh, followed. And you should read all our stuff at SportsGamblingPodcast.com. You should listen to the Top Turtle MMA podcast, which Gumby's voice is on as well. And you should read all my stuff at MoneyMMA.Substack.com. And I think that's it. Um, because we'll, we'll be back to you in your ears on Wednesday and Thursday. We're going to break down 
LFA. They have an event coming up this week, so we're going to actually spread it out over two episodes since we're still UFC dark, but we still want to bet and give you winning picks. So there you go. Uh, sound good, Gumby? Yeah, it all sounds good to me. All right, send us off. All right, I'm Data Gumby Breland. He's the Butter Knife Jeff Fox, and we will see you on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs>